Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. Got a preview edition of the podcast up for you guys today as SMU is headed on the road to take on Maryland Saturday night, 6.30 on FS1 from College Park. The first, honestly, major test of the season for SMU is against the Terrapins, who started out 2-0 as well. Both programs have offenses that are rolling on the field, so something's got to give in this one. And, you know, we posted um, or will be posting our prediction piece later today, um, and I'm going to have SMU winning by a field goal. And honestly, where I laid out my prediction, I got nothing in terms of why I think that. I just feel like, you know, and even watching some of the Maryland players and coaches talk about SMU this week, you know, they recognize that SMU is a good team. There's no doubt about that. But I just think when you factor in SMU coming off kind of a lackadaisical performance against Lamar, I think they're going to refocus. I think they've had a good week of practice from what I've heard. They're getting a little healthier as well. I think that all bodes well. Um, and this team's motivated, and not that Maryland isn't, but I just feel like they're going to find a way in this one. So I've got them winning by a field goal. Um, and even in the prediction piece, I said this could be a blowout, blowout by either team. This could be a close game. This could be Maryland winning. This could be SMU winning. This is the game on the schedule that I really have no idea at this point how it could play out, quite honestly. Um, you've got Talia Tungavailoa leading the Maryland offense. He's been averaging 11 yards an attempt. That's incredible. Um, Maryland you know, kind of got off to a slow start against Buffalo and then rolled against Charlotte offensively. Um, they looked much cleaner, much more explosive. Charlotte didn't tackle well. But I will say that Charlotte did get a little bit of pressure on Talia from some of the highlights that I did see, he was able to make some plays and, and Maryland just, you know, outclassed Charlotte. I think the the matchup we're going to see between both receiving cores and the secondaries is going to be fairly similar. I think both have the opportunity to have big games. Maryland gave up 300 yards passing um, to Charlotte. That's not a great sign for their defense. SMU has the receivers to make plays. If that offensive line gives them time, or gives Tanner Mordecai time to, uh, you know, either complete the short passes and they turn them into big gains or, you know, chuck it deep. That's a big deal. SMU is, is trying to ride that explosive play a little bit. They've been doing it so far this season. That'll be kind of where I think this game could get interesting is which team could make them make more explosive plays um, and pick, pick up big chunks of yardage uh, while they're trying to move the ball down the field. That'll help their case. I think both defenses are, are in a little bit of a situation where they're still trying to find themselves. I think for SMU, they've been pretty vanilla and pretty simple. Um, but last week was pretty concerning watching some of those tackling uh, attempts and, and angles just taken overall uh, to try and tackle the Lamar ball carriers. This week, they face a Maryland wide receiver core that is much more talented. Guys like Kim Jarrett, uh, Jashawn Jones, um, Dante uh, Demas and uh, Jacob Copeland, all guys for Talia uh, who can really, really go. Um, I covered Rakim as a, a prospect. He's also former teammates with SMU signee, or uh, now SMU freshman, Isaiah Smith. Um, I covered Rakim as a recruit, really talented guy. Um, I, I think when you look at this Maryland offense, they're kind of similar to SMU, returning a lot of their um, key starters and, and key production 
Uh, they're one of the tops in terms of returning production offensively in the country. This one has a chance to be a high-scoring game because of that. We'll see if uh, one of these defenses could find their way into slowing the other down or in, uh, slowing the other offense down. But you know, it just it has the makings of a really fun game to watch. I mean, just if you're a regular old college football fan, um, you've got two teams that don't don't haven't played each other in a minute. Um, you've got SMU and Maryland, who both like to air it out. Both have really impressive offenses. So I think we're in for a fun one. I will say this. SMU's turnovers are kind of an issue. Um, you know, they've, they've been a little careless with the ball, whether it be Rasheed Rice fumbling. Um, I know Rhett Lashley took, you know, kind of the blame for Tanner Mordecai's interception against Lamar. But, you know, they're even on the turnover margin uh, this year. And winning that turnover battle against Maryland in a road game especially could be the key to walking away with the victory. Maryland hasn't forced a turnover yet, so that just kind of shows, you know, I think how important that could be. If Maryland finds their groove in terms of forcing turnovers, able to make SMU um, give, the, give the ball up, that's, uh, that's where the game could be won and lost. You know, I mean, that, that really is how close it is, I think, between these two teams. When you're on the road, you've got to really take care of the football. You've got to start fast. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest thing for SMU is really, really play hard defensively. I think some of those angles that they took against Lamar might be covered up with a little bit better effort. Um, I know uh, Scott Simons made, made a great point. Um, you know, if every game was treated like the Super Bowl, Super Bowl wouldn't be a big deal. It's true. It's very hard to get up emotionally for every single game, I think, especially after SMU was so high off of that UNT win and how they played. But, you know, now it's, it's you know, you can't play around against an offense like this. And SMU is beat up. They're probably going to be without Junior Ajo. Stephon Wright's questionable. Um, and Devere Levelston's going to miss the first half of the game uh, due to uh, targeting penalties. So the defensive line, they need guys to step up. Um, they, they need somebody to get after Talia Tungabailoa. They haven't had somebody in the pass rushing game uh, that has really staked their claim to being that, that guy for SMU that can really get after the quarterback. They're not, uh, you know, they don't have Jalen Samuels. They don't have uh, Turner Cox. Uh, they've got Gary Wiley, Nelson Paul, Isaiah Smith. Um, and Jaden Jones, they've got they've got to find guys that could really get after the passer and contain him too. You know, Talia is not a runner by any means, but he can extend plays. Um, he's got about 120-ish career rushing yards, so it's not something that he really likes to do in terms of running. But he can extend plays. I saw one of his highlights against Charlotte uh, showed just that down near the goal line. Uh, there are two of his highlights really. One, he scrambled out of the pocket, found a receiver for a touchdown. The other one. He was able to run for uh, about a seven-yard touchdown uh, run when the uh, protection broke down and all that stuff. So SMU has its hand full, hands full. Talia is playing at a really, really high level. Tanner Mordecai is going to have to be on. I think this is a huge game for him in terms of being able to, you know, maybe move his draft stock needle up a good bit. Uh, Jacorian Bennett, one-time SMU JUCO transfer target, uh, is Maryland's top corner. He is... Uh, really playing at a high level. He led all of Power 5 last year in pass breakups and was sixth nationally in that category. This year, he's off to a really good start as well. He's going to be without his uh, starter opposite him. Tarheeb still is still out uh, with a uh, torn tendon in a finger. Uh, so that'll be something to watch. They'll roll two freshmen out there in uh, his place and kind of shore up that position. So maybe something to watch there. 
as uh, SMU's got Rasheed Rice. They'll have Jake Bailey back in the lineup, Jordan Curley, Austin Upshaw, Roger Daniels. Um, they've got a chance to, you know, really kind of um, Moochie Dixon, uh, really make this, uh, you know, kind of a pass-happy game, quite honestly. You know, SMU's got some depth at running back. Uh, it sounds like they're going to be all fully healthy and ready to go. Um, Rhett Lashley actually joked about um, that on his radio show. He's like, I don't think the running backs are going to go through warm-ups because uh, in both games they've had at least one uh, not be able to play um, because of whatever happened in warm-ups. So, you know, the offense line is the biggest question. I'm interested to see if we're going to see some big changes on, on that front for SMU. Um, they're a group that didn't play particularly well against Lamar, um, gave up some big pressures, gave up some opportunities for Lamar to disrupt plays. Um, but at the end of the day, too, you know, SMU rolled. I think they had over 600 yards of offense. So um, it is one of those things where this is, again, the tough test. This is where we really find out what SMU is made of. Um, and, you know, I don't think they look ahead at TCU, but they have to be focused on this game and this game only at this point. Um, road game at Maryland. Should be a fun one for SMU. Um, like I said, I'm picking SMU by a field goal. I think it's going to be something like 38-35. Um, I just think we're in for a, for, a, for a fun one, but SMU will find a way and, and figure out a way to uh, to get the win and move on to 3-0. and So uh, with that, that's kind of all I've got on uh, Maryland. Uh, SMU did schedule another out-of-conference game on uh, Wednesday. Big news came out that they'll be facing Oklahoma next season. September 9th, 2023 in Norman. Going to be an unreal game for SMU, SMU fans to get to. Kind of reminds me of, you know, when they did schedule the Michigan game. That was such a cool uh, atmosphere for a lot of SMU fans to get to. I think this one will be the same. A regional matchup, you know, when I was looking it up, uh, I, I kind of thought, oh, this has got to be a Southwest Conference game. And nope, Oklahoma was not in the Southwest Conference with SMU, except all the way back in 1918 and 1919. Um, so pretty funny there. Um, just goes to show kind of sometimes those that regional conference setup was was a little interesting back in the day. Um, but uh, SMU uh, gets this game in Norman in 2023, but also gets a game in Dallas in 2027. Uh, it will be at Ford Stadium. Pretty cool of Oklahoma to to make that happen. And, and look, I mean, you know, God, somebody brought it up. You know, will that be an AT&T Stadium? All indications are, and, and since they announced it at SMU, and they talked about it last night on the radio station, that it's going to be in Ford. It also makes sense. This isn't this isn't SMU going up to play Oklahoma next year, and then, you know, ten years down the road, um, Oklahoma has SMU on, on its you know away game slate. And I'd add that this isn't a cross the country type of game. Uh, this is a regional game. A chance for a lot of Oklahoma's players to play in Dallas. There's a good contingent of them on that Oklahoma roster. They recruit Texas hard. So I think this is a win for both sides. You know, Oklahoma had to find a uh, quick fix uh, for its scheduling when uh, Georgia uh, became an SEC opponent rather than a non-conference opponent. SMU was able to make that happen with UNT coming on board as well. Uh, as of now, and this is just publicly, I don't know if SMU has this done behind closed doors, but uh, they do have one more slot to fill, at least publicly. I'll ask around and see if that that game, that open slot for 2023 is still open or if they've found an opponent. But, look, they found a, a heck of an opponent in Oklahoma. This is going to be a blast. Um, you can tell it, it, it really um, caught a lot of people's attentions, uh, attentions yesterday um, when it happened. So with that, guys, 
going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll have your full coverage of SMU Maryland Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. You can watch the game on FS1. Quick reminder, if you haven't subscribed to OnThePonyExpress.com, do it. We still have free Founders Club hats available. If you subscribe, you get one. We've had a bunch of people sign up. They're going fast. So please jump on board. Let's keep growing this thing. It's been a heck of a ride. Um, and now SME gets into the teeth of its schedule. Tough games are up ahead of them, um, starting with Maryland Saturday night. So with that, we'll let you guys have a great rest of your week and uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Catch you guys later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.